Good evening. Today we're learning Maseches Yevamos Daf Kuf Yud Aleph, and we're starting about twelve lines from the bottom, three lines before the wide lines in Kuf Yud Amid Beis. And we've been learning uh, a complex sugya, one about uh, a man who was married to two Yisomos who were Kitanos, and different iterations in the Mishnah. This Mishnah is found on the bottom of Kuf Yud Amid Aleph, and in that Mishnah, one of the iterations is now quoted here, which is Kitana Vichareshes. If a man is married to two uh, women. Each of them have their own inadequacies. You have a katana who is not a bardas yet, but she might be. You have a chareshes who is not a bardas and never will be. Each of them with their own weaknesses. Uh, and let's go through how to understand this. Amar Rav Nachman, Ashkach Taylor of Adabar Ahava. We found Rav Ahava, Rav Adabar Ava, Ula Rav Chana Chasnei, and his son, son-in-law Rav Chana, the Yasve, they were sitting. The kamikvu akvisa v'shuka de pumpadisa. From the word mikvah, they made a gathering, like ma, like that's what a water does. It's mikaveh, it gathers things in. They were gathering people to learn in the shuk of Pumpadisa, a public shir. But Amre, here's what they were teaching. When our Mishnah says, that if a man has two Yavamos faults him, one of whom is a katana and one of whom is a chareshes, so then if he does yibum to either one of them, it doesn't help the other person. Of course, as mentioned, the, each of these women have their own inadequacies. Hani mili, when is this true? That's true when the brother who, um, when the brother who is getting these two yavamos, that's when he's a pikeach, because if he's a pikeach, we don't know what his point of preference is. Would he prefer a, a katana or would he prefer the chareshes? Says the Gemara, maybe he would say the katana is preferred, because generally speaking, a girl who is 11, she'll become 12 and she'll then be uh, then she'll then be a bardas. That's a wonderful appeal. And he becharesh nicha de gdola he ubasbiyahi, but uh, uh, the charesh she might already be a gdola and therefore be a basbia. Aval, if the husband who got the women as yavamos, if the yavam was not a pikeach, aval nafla meach of cheresh from the from the cheresh husband, so then. For sure, for sure, he, he has a preference for the chareshes. Why? First of all, she's old enough. And second of all, the yavam and the yavama are both chareshos. And that seeming, it's a strange assumption of the Gemara, I think. Uh, but I think the Gemara does assume it, that a chareshes would prefer to be with a chareshes as opposed to a regular, healthy, normal person. And then Rav Nachman pushes back on that. I said back to them, that's not correct. That really will have an element of suffix no matter what. We don't know uh, how either of these women could potter the other through Yibu. So the Gemara says, what should, what should they do? Are they stuck forever? Because all the Mishnah says is that, um, let's just look back at the language of the Mishnah. All the Mishnah had said is on the very first long line, we'll see the, the repeat of these words, that so, so what should they do? Rav Chizda gives an answer. He marries the Chareshes and then divorces her. And then, and she has to remove both of them. And again, because of the elements of suffix that exist here, we therefore are not allowed to marry either of these women, and they both have to be removed from, from him as Yuvamos. The first one, he has to first marry the Chareshes and then give her a get. Then give her a get. He can't do Chalitza. She's not subject to Chalitza. And the Ketana as well, uh, they should not be married, but there's nothing he can do right now, and they have to wait until she becomes a Gedola, and then they get divorced. Now, Rav Chizda, Am Rav Chizda, Shmami, no, he makes an inference <coughs> 
Rav Chizda, who was a Talmud of Rav. Look at the line before. Amar Rav Chizda, Amar Rav. So Rav taught us the din, that the way to get out of this uh, double Yavama situation is by marrying and then divorcing the Chareshes and by waiting till the Ketana becomes a Gedola. And Rav Chizda, he like kind of uh, unearths what's going on in Rav's mind. Amar Rav Chizda, three lines from the bottom on Kufir Mitbeis. Shmamina, what, what can we learn from Rav? Shmamina, that Kosava Rav, that when it comes to the Chareshes, She's kinuya umishuyeres. There's a there's a type of kinyan called kinuya umishuyeres. That means that there is a kinyan, but there's something left over in the kinyan. In other words, it's not a hundred percent of a kinyan. It's a kinyan, but it's not a hundred percent of a kinyan. But in regards to the ketana, kinuya ve'ena kinuya. There we have a pure suffix of whether or not there even is a kinyan bichlal in regards to their relationship. It says the Gemara, and this is where things get sophisticated and will be sophisticated until the end of the page of the next page, unfortunately, says the Gemara, I didn't mean that sounded very, it was only a line. The Isal Kadaitach, that it was the opposite. If you might have thought that Chareshes wasn't Knuya Mishriyeres, but was rather Knuya Ve'ena Knuya, a pure suffix of the uh, of the Cheresh, we just don't know. And against Rav, that Katana Knuya Mishriyeres, the Katana is really partially a Kenyan, not a suffix, but partially a Kenyan. So then, Chareshes Amai Konis Umetziah Beget. And if in fact it was the Chareshes who in this Havamina that we're going to reject, that we want to say she's Knuya Ve'ina Knuya, then how could he marry her? Why would he marry her and then divorce her like we just recommended? Top of Kufyar Aleph Hamad Aleph. After all, what should be done? Tesiv Gabe Mimanafshach. She should be able to stay with the husband no matter what happens. Why? What is the Mimanafshach for the Chareshes to stay with the husband if we assume that the Chareshes is? that she has a suffix of, of a relationship. If in fact that there really is a marriage there, then then they're married. If in fact they're not married, then she's a nachris ba'alma, and there's no need for her to be patered as a tzara because she's nothing. because There was no Kenyan at all in the marriage. And if you want to say that this assumption is true, and therefore uh, the, the, uh, the assumption of the Mimanavshach, if you want to say that we could use this Mimanavshach not only by a Chareshes, but also by a Ketana, how so? as well. Why does Rav Chizda Amarav say that we should wait until the... Um, we should wait until the katana becomes a gadola and then chalitza should be done. The same logic can be used by her as well, by the katana. She should be able to stay by him because if in fact there is a Kenyan, then great. And if she is not Kenyan, then then she's considered and in Cain, if that's true, if we apply this logic as we have painted it here, then then the chareshes would be absolutely stuck. Because she has this mimanavshach, then there's no way for her to ever get out of this marriage. She is just stuck. And then the case in our Mishnah from the bottom of Kuf Yud, Amid Aleph, where we talk about the Katana and the Chareshes, then the Katana, then the Chareshes will always be stuck. And we know that that's not true because our Mishnah, uh, Rav Chizan, Amarav already gave an answer. And we already know that this is correct because Amarav Sheshes, Hachanami Mistabra, Kedukamitaritz of Chizal, Aliba de Rav. We, in fact, do agree with the Shita of Rav here that we know that the uh, that the Chareshes will get married and subsequently divorced, and the Katana, when she becomes a Gedola, that she will have Chalitza. How do we know this to be true? Eight lines down, Brysa, the Tanya, the Brysa writes, We have two brothers who married two sisters who were Yisomos. Kitana v'chareshes, 
if in fact, in this case, this is different than our Mishnah, even though they're both Ketan of Echareshes. In our case, the Ketan of Echareshes were not sisters. Here they are sisters. It says the Gemara, Ketan of Echareshes, if Mace by Lashel Ketan, remember their brothers married to sisters, if the husband who was uh, married to the Ketan dies, what happens to the Ketan? Then Echareshes, Yotza Abiget, the Ketan Tam Tenachetag, that if the husband of the Ketan dies, the Ketan really should fall to the other husband. So, but we, but again, there's an element of, there's a lack of, uh, there's a lack of capacity with the Katana and with the Chareshes as Yevamos and their sisters-in-law, their sisters. So that would be another problem. So then the Chareshes is Yotze Beget, the Katana they both have to be removed. If the husband of the Chareshes dies, so then Katana Yotze Beget, the Chareshes Asur the Brisa continues, if he did something wrong, this man, the, the husband who um, the husband who is still alive, if he was intimate with the Chareshes, no get this is Asr, but if he did so, then she gets a get and she is then freed. And now we have to analyze this Brisa. Iamris, like we said earlier in the name of Rab, that Bishlam Chareshes Mishuyeres, that a Chareshes has a partial Kenyan, and Ketana Kenuya ve'ena Kenuya, and a Ketana only has a suffix of a Kenyan, so there's partial Kenyan versus suffix of a Kenyan, Mishum Hachi, it's because of this distinction, because of Rav's initial understanding that a Chareshes is Kenuya Mishuyeres, therefore, Mishum Hachi, the Chibala Chareshes, no sin laget v'hosra. What's the logic? We have a Svara that would definitely say that she should get a get and be freed. If in fact, she, uh, if the Ketana is Kenuyahi, then Ha, then the other wife is Nafka Mishum Achosisha. If in fact there was a Kenyan from once from the sister who's young, then the other sister is exempt because of Achos Isha, no matter what. And Ilav Kenuya, and if the Ketana was not considered to have actually been married, then her sister can do Yibum because there is no Achos Isha, Ilav Kenuya, then Shafir Miyabe. That makes sense. And the, the line of Rav that a Chareshes is a partial Kenyan, it's a Kenuya Mishuyeres. Um, then that makes sense. Ella, first of the very long lines on Kufir Aleph and Aleph, Ella I Amris did not like Rav. If you wanted to say like the Gemara's, um, we reject it, but if the Gemara said like maybe we should reverse the types of Kinyanim, and maybe Ella I Amris Chareshes Kinuya Ve'ena Kinuya, if you want to say that Chareshes isn't a partial Kinyan, but it's a Suffolk Kinyan, and Katana is a Kinuya Mishuyeres, and the Katana has a Kinyan that is a <coughs> a partial Kenyan. If that's true, Kibal Chareshes, if in fact there was Tash with the Chareshes, Amai no sin get Vehosra. Why would it help that she, he, she, the Chareshes, who was violated, should then get a get and be freed? Havila Biapsula, Ubiapsula, Lopatra. It can't be that that's the case that she'd be free, because if there is Biapsula, then she's not free. Yet our Mishnah seems to say that she's free. So how then is it possible? Well, oh, that's interesting. They could be Makabal Kenyanim, they can be Kona, they can't be Makna. Well, that's I mean, not good. True. Just right. Mikabal. Yeah, clearly the Gemara assumes it. I, the question is what the halachic mechanism is. I didn't, uh, of the many things that crossed in my mind today, that was one of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, on a Sunday afternoon with a barbecue, yeah. So, so the Gemara says that this 
uh, that this Hareshes who was violated, well, how does her get work at all? After all, Havila be Absula, not that how does the get work, but why is she free? Be Absula Lopatra, says the Gemara. I have a perfect answer for you. Hamani, who's the author of our Brisa, where it says that he was Ba on the Hamani, that's Reb Nechemyehi. The Omar, Reb Nechemya says, Bi Absula is poteris mi chalitza. Wow. So there is no chalitza required because we have a precedent in halacha. The precedent in halacha is Reb Nechemya. Reb Nechemya says that when the chareshes is violated, that's not a violation. It's not, it might have been consensual. It doesn't matter because at the end of the day, it doesn't. It does pater her because Bi Absula is going to pater her from chalitza. Says the Gemara, that's a great response, but it's not really thorough because in order for this to make sense with Reb Nechemia, then the whole brisa of Reb Nechemia has to fit perfectly, and it doesn't. Says the Gemara, four lines into the wide lines, e Reb Nechemia, if in fact you're answering that our Gemara is speaking about Biapsula, and Biapsula is Poteris Mechalitza, well, Ema Seifa, then the rest of the brisa of Reb Nechemia doesn't seem to fit. What does the rest of Reb Nechemia's brisa say? <coughs> it says as follows. If a man is married to two uh, Yesomos, two girls whose father isn't alive anymore, she was married to them by a brother and or mother, and these two girls are Kitana Vicharashas, Umeis, and the girls that are married to him are two women, obviously not related to one another. One is a Kitana, one is a Chareshes, and then the husband dies, and the Kitana and the Chareshes fall to one of the remaining brothers. So, let's say that the Yavam does something wrong, and he's intimate with the katana, and then he's with the chareshes. Oh, or if one of the brothers is intimate only with the chareshes, then both wives, the wife and the co-wife, they're both going to be forbidden to the to the yavam. And how do we get them out of this scenario? Remember that we're in the brice of Reb Nechemi right now. Chareshes yotzeis beget. That when it comes to the chareshes, she can receive again. And the ketana, she has to wait until she becomes a gedola, and then she gets chalitza. Now, if you want to say, like we, like Rav said on the bottom of Kuf Yudam at Beis, when we started today's Gemara, if you want to say, Bishlama, that chareshes is kenuya umishuyeras, that a chareshes has a partial kenyan, and ketana, her kenyan is defined as kenuya ve'ena kenuya, she has a suffix of a kenyan, then you also say Virabanani, but we don't paskin like Reb Nechemya, who says that Biapsula is poteris. We paskin like the Rabbanan that Biapsula is ain't a poteris. Well, Mishum Hachi, Then there we can say that there should be Chalitza. Then we could understand our Gemara. But if you say we hold like Reb Nechemya, then the second part of the Bryce of the Seifa doesn't fit because Amar Biapsula Patra. And that is not how he would have held in our Gemara. It must be that our case is Rabbanon, he's Shmamina. That really our case is like the Rabbanon, and our Mishnah is very, and our Gemara is very difficult to understand because of that. Because, um, well, I should say that what happens now is that the Gemara's question is very good. We had asked a question four lines into the wide lines that Havile be Absulo, be Absulo lo Patro, which is in fact the sheet of the Rabbanon, and therefore our question, uh, our, our rejection of the Gemara was very good. So then, uh, where are we now? We're six lines from the bottom. And Amar Ravashi, nami Actually, we, we see that for sure we don't hold like, like uh, Rav Nechemya from another Marimakum as well. Diktani, how do we know that we don't hold like the like Rav Nechemya, that Biapsula is poteras, and rather we hold like the Rabbanon, that Biapsula is not poteras? Because Diktani, Imbala Chareshes, no get Behosra. 
We said it specifically in one case, which was the case of the Chareshes, not the case of the Ketana, which fits with the Rabbanon better than it fits with Reb Nechemia. Says the Gemara, not a good question. That's not a good argument, because Chareshes, when it comes to a Chareshes, the Lesley Takanta, when there's really no way to get her out of that marriage, Lesley Takanta de Hetera, where she really doesn't have a good scenario, so what did the Mishnah present? The Mishnah presented Katani Takanta de Isura, that how could she get free if someone was intimate with her? But Katana, the Islay Takanta de Hetera, but a Katana, she can always have Chalitza, and therefore Lotani Takanta de Isura, and therefore there's not a Rai that we in fact hold like the Rabbanon here. So, anyways, Sikum Hadvaram is a Rav taught us a din that the fundamental character flaw of a Chareshes is that she only has a partial Kenyan. Masha'in Kain, when it comes to a Katana, she has a suffix of a Kenyan, and these are different in Lomdis. One is the way Rabbi Resnick said it was very beautiful. He says, when it comes to a chareshes, she has a, she's kenuya umeshuyeres. She's 50, 60% uh, married. It's not zero, and it's not 100. It's 50 or 40. There's elements of her that are, that are there's definitely certain elements of the kinyanim that work. Masha'enkin, when it comes to the katana, it's either zero or 100. So it's either zero or 100, which is pure suffix, we don't know, versus 50, 60, 70. It's a different, uh, it's, like when you, it's like when you start to gamble, you know, like, you look at percentages. Well, do I want to go? It's a high risk, high reward. Do I want to go for the 100%, but the other option is zero? Or am I like a more of a conservative better and I'm going to go for the 50, 60%? We do the same thing with our 401ks. They make you fill out that form online. Well, how risk averse are you? Okay, you fill it out and uh, you fill it out the first time. You're like, I'm so, and then you're like, no, no, no I got to go back and make it a little bit more, a little bit more conservative. So these are the different types in lumbus. These are the different types of, of chesronos that exist with a katana and with a chareshes. Mm-hmm. And therefore, to, to the greatest of our abilities, we should marry people who are not in these categories. Mm-hmm. Solves a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. Next Mishnah, two lines from the bottom. Kufir Aleph, Amur Aleph. If a man was married to two young Yosomos girls and he died, and then there is a, uh, and then there is a Yavam, he was, was intimate with one. Both, both girls have the same chisar in that, in that they're both Kitanos. He's intimate with one. And then he is intimate with the second one. Or another case scenario, oh, there's another brother who is intimate with the second one. As we turn to the top of Kufyud Aleph, Amud Beis, we're going to go to the top, the very top line of Kufyud Beis, Amud Aleph. In those cases, this does not ruin the first, uh, the first uh, girl, the first Katana, um, and uh, she still is eligible for Yibum. The same would be true with two women who are Kharashos, who are deaf mutes. What about in this case, if the two women who he married were, uh, were a katana and a chareshes, similar theme for the day, says the Gemara, if in such a case there was a katana and a chareshes, then here are some of the permutations of the possibilities. If he's intimate first with the katana and then with the chareshes, or then then he ruins the first one. If a Yavam is intimate first with the Chareshes, and then he's intimate with the Ketana, oh, or another possibility is then What if the two people who he was married to was Pikachas v'chareshes, one girl was perfectly normal, and the other one was a Chareshes, she was a deaf mute, and then if he's first intimate with the, with the normal, healthy woman, and then afterwards he's with the woman who's a deaf mute, or another possibility, he's first intimate with the chareshes, and he's only intimate with her, then 
But if first he's intimate with the chareshes and only later with the pikachas, or what if the, the two girls he's married to are Agdol and Akhtan and he dies and they fall to the brothers? So then similar, similar storylines. If, if one of the brothers, Shimon, was intimate with the Gedola followed by the Akhtana, oh, it doesn't ruin the Gedola. But the other way around, if he's first intimate with the Ketan and then with the Gedola, then what does Rabbi Lazar teach us? Same thing he taught us in the Mishnah a couple of days ago on Shabbos. Rabbi Lazar Omer, What it feels like a couple of days ago. <laughs> That's what it feels like. I literally have more gray hair since Friday. <laughs> Unbelievable. So this is a repetitive din. The Gemara is going to immediately pick up on the fact that we already paskin, that we hold like Rabbi Elazar. We said, and that whole complex family dynamic is where the Ketana, whose whole marriage is the Rabbanon. So we tell her to do miyun to Shimon so that Rachel, who fell by Yibun with the Zika de Oraisa, should be able to perform the mitzvah of Yibun. Like we saw. So why does it have it in our Mishnah that way? And why does it have it in the previous Mishnah that way? So a little bit more than a third of the way down on Kufir Aleph Amad Beis, the Gemara says that we needed to have the din of Rebbe Lazar, that we teach a katana to do miyun, we needed it twice. So if we had it in the first case from yesterday, in one case, there was no mitzvah sibum. Where you are fulfilling the mitzvah sibum, maybe we should say they should all have a get. And if we only had one, one of the other cases, because there's an older sister, where there is no older sister, I might not have thought that we would hold like Rebbe Lazar. And what that means is that we hold like Rebbe Lazar in all scenarios where it's feasible. And that is that we teach a young girl to do miyum. Um, whenever, whenever she possibly can. Okay, next Mishnah, halfway down on Kufir Aleph from base. Last Mishnah for the day, Mishnah and a little bit of Gemara. Yavam Katan, let's say a nine-year-old, a nine-year-old Yavam, Sheba al Yavam Aktana, Yigdilu Zaym said they should grow up together. In other words, they wait until they both become Gedolim, and then their marriage takes force midoraisa. But if you had a Yavam Katan who was with a Yavam Gedola, she should raise him. In other words, she also should stay with him until he's older. If there is a Yavama where they technically get married and she claims that there was no intimacy for 30 days, we then force him to do Chalitza because clearly he's not showing any interest in her. If 30 full days have passed already, then then we ask him to do chalitza, to do but we don't force him to do chalitza. But if he admits as well, then it could be two years later. And Megamar says that if the husband agrees, yes, we've never had Tash Shemitah, then we force him to do chalitza. Uh, because the Rishonim write that we don't, we don't trust her. Something's wrong. After 30 days, we assume that the couple will have been together. 30 days is too long. We assume that a couple will have been together after 30 days. If she didn't make the mecha before 30 days, so then we assume that it's no longer true. There's a, it's a running assumption. There's research out now that speaks about this happens to use the, that one month as the parameter. Uh, and they, I'll just speak, uh, been accused here, but they, they say that marriages that are lacking in intimacy once a month are, are problematic marriages. Oh, it's an arbitrary threshold in the secular research, but 
uh, the Gemara really doesn't embrace the line of 30 days to say that up to 30 days, we trust her to say that there was no Tash Meshamita, but after that, we can't assume, if he doesn't agree after 30 days, we don't believe that. We assume that they had Tash Meshamita. Uh, okay. Let's say that a woman, she says, I want no part, I'm not interested at all in my Yavam. Now, if it was Bechayi Baila, if she's married, Ruvain's married to Rachel, and uh, they're sitting at the Shabbos table one night, and Rachel says to Ruvain, I hope you never die, I hate your brother, and Mudar Hana from him. <laughs> so uh, I, don't, I don't ever want to part him. If it's Bechayi Baila, then Kofen Ososhi Wow. Then her, then her words actually take effect. And what that means is that if Rachman al-Islan, Ruvain dies and Rachel falls to the, to the, to the disliked brother-in-law, the din is that Chalitza is automatic. And it has to happen. He's forced to do it. It's Kofin or so. She doesn't go free. She doesn't go free. She needs Chalitza, but we force him to do Chalitza, which is a fascinating idea. What's this together? Mitzvah. What does it have to do with the mitzvah? It's not about the mitzvah. She hates him. She knows her, she knows her now. Why does that prevent reading? Now, there's an Rashi says the last Rashi before the Gemara lines, it says, By the way, uh, I'm not sure that the question's a question because he's always allowed to do Yibam or Chalitza. So it's not it's not a it's not a bit or mitzvah even to chalitza. So the, she, the the Gemara the Gemara says like you're implying that yeah yeah I mean uh, minus the fact that if you marry the shame noy that you're, forget that but let's assume in the ideal in the ideal circumstances yibum is better but here because we know that they have a strong dislike for one another the Gemara says kofen ososhi now what if she said elachar misas baila. Ruvain is being lowered into the grave. She says, over my dead body, I'm not marrying Shimon. No way, hate that guy. So then, see there, the Zika already kicked in. So there, things are a little bit different because the second that Ruvain dies, she has an immediate Zika to Shimon. All of a sudden, once the Zika kicks in, she's saying, I don't want to marry. It's too late. You're already there. The Zika's there. And we know, we've learned in the Masechta a few times that a husband can do Yibum Balkorcha. He can even force her into that. So there the Gemara says, because the Zika is in place and because the Yibum is technically forcible, we can't be kofinoso to do Chalitza. We're not allowed to do that because the Zika is a Zika do Raisa and her, her Mudar Hano is, is functionally irrelevant. It's too late. She already had the Zika first. And then, Mivakshin Heimen, so the change of language, we request of him to Sheyach that he should do Chalitza. <laughs> And if her intention when her husband was alive was this, uh, again, a little, a little nuance here, then, uh, then still it would be a bikush that they should, uh, they should do this. Meaning if she was more specific when her husband was alive to say, if you die and if there is yibum, I don't want to marry your brother. So then, then, then even there we do a bikush. But I don't know. I don't let's get into that. The Gemara is not going to discuss it today, but it may discuss it tomorrow. But I haven't looked at tomorrow's Gemara. But uh, let's get into the Gemara very quickly. The Gemara says, Lema, maybe we should say that Masnisin is Delokir of Meir. Maybe our Mishnah is not like the Shita of Rav Meir. Why not? Titania, Katan, Uktana, Locholzin, Velo, Misyabmin. Directly against our Mishnah. Our Mishnah speaks about Yibum throughout the entire Mishnah. Yet Rav Meir says that there is no Chalitza and there is no Yibum with Katanim. So then maybe our Mishnah is not like Rav Meir. Says the Gemara, I feel the tame of Reb Meir. First of the very long lines, Kufir Aleph on the base. 
how could it be that we're even like Rav Meir? Kiyama Rav Meir, when did Rav Meir say that that's the case, that there is no Yibum and no Chalitza with Ektana? That's Gedola Lekatan Ektana Legadol. That's when one, either him or her, when only one of them is a Gadol and the other one's a Katan. There, the Bia could be, uh, could be is, is on a level of the Oraisa. So there he says, no Yibum, no Chalitza. Aval, maybe Rav Meir would agree that Katan Haval Aktana de Tarvao Ki that both of them are in the Darabanan status, then Lo Amar, maybe Rav Meir would not have said his din that there's no Chalitza and no Yibum. I says the Gemara, that's not possible. Vaktani the Brisa writes, Ba al Yevama Gadola Tigad Lanu. So Amar Rabchanina Choza Ba Shani. The language of Ba here was when he was intimate with her, it was against, it was not correct what they did. Because it says, Vaktana Ba al Yevama Gadola Tigad Lanu. So that is also against Reb Meir, because we already had that specifically in our Mishnah. Now we're trying to create a new Kim to where Reb Meir, maybe we already had that in our Mishnah. So that can't be Reb Meir. So the Gemara says that it has to be that Ba is shiny. Ba shiny means that Ba means that he, he, he was intimate with her. He shouldn't have been. Ba is a language of Bidiyebet, not a language of Bechatchila. Says the Gemara, okay, good, but Bahatigad Lenu Kamar, that she should stay married to him, they could be intimate uh, more times than one. The you're right, You're right, our mission is not like Rav Meir at all, because Rav Meir is of the opinion that a Katan and a Ktana never have Yibum and Chalitza, yet our Mishnah um, decisively points out that there is Yibum and or Chalitza many times over with Katan. The Gemara asks a side question, but a very important one, five lines into the wide lines. Kari Khan Lahakim. The whole Pasuk speaks about the mitzvah of Yibum in the frame of giving a name to the brother who died. This child is a katan. How are we fulfilling anything? The child is a katan. How can he, he's not a bardas. How can he how can he fulfill the Pasuk's desire of Lahakim Lahiv Shem? Any age. Okay. Rava Amar, Belav Hachinami Lomatsisamris, it still doesn't work. Miika Midi, is there such a scenario that Hashta Asirale Ulavasar Shaita Sharia? Could it be a scenario that the Katan would be Asr to do Yibum and then only when he becomes a Gadol it would become Mutra? That's not possible. The Amr of Yehuda Amar Rav, Ko Yavama Shein and Ikor Bishas Nefili Yavama Yavo If there's a Yavam at the moment that the brother dies where I cannot say, quote unquote, Yavama Yavo that there's a din of Yibum, then we would never allow at a later point for Yibum to kick in. The Gemara is arguing from logic here. Is it possible that when a child is a child and he becomes a Yavam, that he's not allowed to do Yibum? You can't say that. Because that violates one of the fundamental rules of Yibum, which is that the moment that Ruvain dies, if Shimon is not available at that moment to be a Yavam, then done. Then there's no Yibum later. So forget about the argument that we said before uh, of, uh, you know, Mi'ikamidi. Mi forget that argument. It doesn't matter. If the Katan wasn't ready to be a Yavam when his brother died, then the whole thing is a zero. Elamaya must be that we assume that a child is always ready to, always ready to be married. Says the Gemara, Ve'em uh, maybe we should talk or say that a child is not really eligible. Says the Gemara, Amar Kra, not possible. Unbelievable. Even if it's a very, very young child, the Yibum is conceptually in play. Yes, he's not a Barbia. He's not a nothing. He's not a Ben Sholosh. He's not a Ben Tesha. He's no, he has crossed no thresholds other than being alive. That's it. Other than being alive. Okay. <laughs> And potentially, he's not even a Bar Kayoma yet. Exactly. He doesn't even have the mitzvah pigeon on Ben. He's not allowed to have Brismila, but that's not because he's not no, a Bar Kayoma. It's not because he's not a Bar Kayoma. Yeah. <laughs> what? What did you say? There wouldn't be a pigeon on Ben because he's not the only father. No, that's not true. Yeah, because Yibum is only through fathers. And Petarechem is always oh, through mothers. Fine, but... 
Yeah. We have a little more. David, David, don't close your Gemara yet. <laughs> I, you're as excited as I am to close the Gemara. I, I love you, Hashem, and you're almost. <laughs> but let's learn a little Just bit. Remember, Phil. You're still better off than I know, I know, I know. It's good that you guys are here. It's good. It's good. Says the Gemara, the last two dots on the page, five lines from the bottom. We spoke about the case in the Mishnah that if a Yavama says that her Yavam wasn't intimate her, with her for 30 days, then we can force him to do Chalitza. Says the Gemara, where does this 30 day threshold come from? This is a, a quote from Tosef and Maseches Ksubis. Uh, another another 12 days, and we'll be starting Maseches Ksubis and Hashem. But if there's a Tainas Besulim, Tainas Besulim, of course, is a claim that when a husband marries his wife, he's able to distinguish that she is not a Besula and she is, in fact, a Beula. He can tell the difference. He, there's no Hargosha. He can't sense that there's a Besulim there. That applies Kol Shloshim Yom, Divi Rav Meir. But Rav Yossi argued in Omer, Nistara Altar, that the moment they're alone, we assume that there was something that happened there. Lo Nistara, and if they were not, uh, ever alone, then then we would still trust the Tainas Basulim. So we see from this machlokas that exists in Maseches Ksubis that the threshold of, uh, of the assumption of Tash Mishamita is 30 days. Rabba Omar, that's not true. Afilu Tamer Rabbi Yossi. Lav Dafka, that the address for 30 days is Rabbi Meir. It could even be Rabbi Yossi. Adkan Lokamar Rabbi Yossi Hasam Elabarusaso de Gispa. Rabbi Yossi only gave his loose parameters of Nisra Altar and Lo Nisra Aflachar Kamashanim only in regards to his Arusa, the person who he just married to Gispa. He has very, very strong feelings for her. He's, every experience, he's paying a lot of attention. So he'll know. When it comes to marrying one's brother, says the Gemara, an interesting psychology, just the top three words on Kufyud Beis is Mivzaz Bazis Mina. There's there's, it's awkward. It's awkward. You've been brothers-in-law, potential brother-in-law, sister-in-law, possibly for a long time. It's uncomfortable. Rashi says, Bosh Heimena, that there is this embarrassment between them. And therefore, uh, maybe Rabiosi would still say that the parameters here are, are the same in Lav Dafka, that it's only Rav Meir. We'll stop right here in Yerzashem tomorrow night. We'll pick up on the top of Kufi Bez at the top line, wishing you all a beautiful night.